Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom, and welcome to another episode of So Frail Conversations. Uh, today, um, today we're going to be covering uh, one of the chapters from So Frail 2 um, called Daddy's Maybe, The Initial Feminization. So if, you, if you're familiar with So Frail 1, there was Mama's Baby Initial Emasculation. You know, so we're going on the second half of that, which is uh, Daddy's Maybe. Now... <clears throat> This particular chapter is very important and this particular topic is very important because when we consider emasculation as a whole, um, we tend to put it on our mothers. We tend to put it on women, you know, coddling men, making them soft and, you know, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. But we rarely put the onus on um, on the masculine principle, on the the, the men's side, you know, <clears throat> and it's 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 in the. It's in the connection with with men in some way, shape, or form that that contributes to the uh, feminization that happens to us. Um, and understand that when I'm speaking on a feminization, we gotta always consider that I'm not speaking on simply a gender role or a feeling or a feeling of acting like a woman or carrying yourself like a woman. We gotta understand as always that masculinity is the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction. And femininity is the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of synthesis and construction. So when you are feminizing somebody, you're what what I'm what I'm going with with that is that in the feminization, it is shifting us to the polarity of femininity to operate from the perspective of synthesis and construction. Now, considering the whole topic, if you listen to the recent um, podcast episode on toxic femininity, you will understand that. It'll kind of segue into that, how toxic femininity is the negative perspective of femininity. So it doesn't necessarily mean that a person, it's not the cliche in the, the, the expression that is typically being used now. So when I'm speaking on toxic femininity, I'm not talking about women at all. I'm talking about the essence that we have learned to embody under the guise that is masculinity. So there's an opposition between feminine energies where you have femininity itself and you have toxic femininity. Us as men typically operate through toxic femininity, not because, you know, we're we're soft, we're weak, or, you know, we're homosexual or anything like that, but we're operating from the opposite force of femininity. So it causes us to take on toxic femininity. So if you've read the book and, you know, or you've heard previous uh, podcast episodes, you'll know where I'm going with that. Um, but it's very important that, you know, we discuss the father's role in that. We discuss a man's role, not just a biological father, but... Um, community father, a cultural father, an elder father, father, you know, regardless of how much of our roots we choose to, to, to keep intact and choose to acknowledge that are still there. Uh, one of them is that, uh, it takes a village. That is something that we still hold true in our culture, regardless of, of what's going on. Um, we've kind of lost sight of it over the, over the years, but at the end of the day, it's still there. So, um, when we don't have male figures, we don't have uh, male role models, when we don't have that masculine guidance, it all falls into that. So when I say daddy's maybe, it's not it's not explicitly, you know, being directed towards uh, a father that's, you know, a father, you know, but a father figure as a whole. So we're going to get into that and we're going to we're going to dissect it in, in so many different ways. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, as always, it's going to be a deep uh, conversation, but it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had and one that we need to, um, to dissect in order to go further. So before I get started, you know, as always, if you haven't, if you're not already following me on 
Instagram at underscore just underscore scene underscore. Follow the Just Seen Podcast at the Just Seen Podcast. Uh, be sure to follow the merchandise page at Just Seen's Merch. Um, if you're looking to transition into the plant-based lifestyle, be sure to follow the Hitting the Raw program. Also, be sure to get the book, So Frail, A Reality to Black Male Masculinity, So Frail 2, Toxic Femininity, and Hitting the Raw, Living the Raw Plant-Based Lifestyle for Life. If you are considering transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle. So, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back to get in on So Frail Conversations, Daddy's Maybe Initial Effeminization. Oh yeah, and don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the So Frail series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the market for series trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags, visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So just take a quick peek into my world and see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. You will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. All right, so welcome back. We're going to go ahead and um, just hop straight into it, you know, not wasting any, any time because this is a very, very important topic. Um, now, when I say daddy's maybe initial effeminization, and I'm speaking in regards to the fathers being uh, the influence, understand that I'm going to speak on both dynamics. Of course, we're going to talk about absent fathers. You know, that's cliche. That's normal. When you talk about a feminization, when you talk about an absent father, it's like, OK, we lose our masculinity because our fathers aren't there. But what about the fathers that are? You know, are the fathers that are there still emasculating their sons as well and effeminizing them? Are they still setting that tone um, to cause the, the, their sons to shift into that perspective? You feel what I'm saying? Again. Understand heavily that I'm speaking on an essence, the essence, and we're going to speak. This is more so related towards the feminine energy, which is the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of synthesis and construction. You feel me? This is nothing to do with gender role. This is nothing to do with sexual preference or sexuality. You know, whether the two can run concurrent, that's on you for you to decide. But I'm speaking on an essence of of higher order, of higher thought, which is which caters to the existence of what we are as people what we are as men. You feel what I mean? So when it comes to a feminization, I'm going to go ahead and knock the main point out of the way before I, you know, get heavy into the shit. You feel me? Emotions. Crying and emotions. I Now, quick disclaimer before, you know, everybody try to jump down my throat and shit. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that men should be crying, boo-hooing, weeping, and all that soft shit. Like, I'm not speaking from that perspective. However, I'm speaking in the perspective of, for one, there's nothing wrong with crying, right? And a part of the initial feminization that we, that we have is that, you know, we teach our sons not to cry. We teach our boys not to cry. Hell, we were taught not to cry, which is, which is kind of, it's kind of problematic in the, in the beginning, you know, you're, you're learning, it's like, I'm doing it to make a person tough. I'm doing it to make them tougher. No. What we actually do when we do this make us make our <clears throat> we make ourselves numb. 
We make our boys numb. You feel me? They're not tough. They're numb. You dig what I mean? They're numb. And the reason why they're numb is because it takes, in order to rationalize life and process it properly, you need emotions. You know? Excuse me. Crying is directly connected to emotion. You feel me? Crying, laughter. It's, if you, if you, uh, if you listen to, I can't think of the podcast. It's, um, I think it's on emotions. I can't think of which one it is off the top of the head, but I have a previous podcast where I'm talking about emotions and it's on chakras. That's what it is. And when you get to the point of the, um, the solar plexus energy, it talks about, uh, the two emotions that we have, which is joy and pain, right? So joy and pain are our two emotions. So crying and laughter are the two expressions of those emotions in essence. You feel what I'm saying? This is why, you know, you have the cliche, you laugh now, you cry later and shit like that because those are the two uh, manifestations of pain. So, I mean, um, pain and joy, those emotions. So when we're teaching our sons not to cry, we're teaching them not to tap into that emotional state and understand what the tears are for. Now, again, I'm not saying just cry for no reason, but have a reason as to why you're crying. When our sons cry, we need to stop telling them to stop crying and figure out and ask them the question, what are you crying for? But we need to be able to ask this question in a sense that they're able to tell what they're crying for as opposed to trying to stop crying. You feel me? From personal experience, I've heard growing up, you know, what are you crying for? You know, and that was a legit question. But rather than answering the question, we shut down and we try to get the tears to stop. You feel me? We don't express, yo, I'm frustrated. We don't express, yo, I'm angry. You don't, we don't express that I'm, I'm upset, I'm disappointed. We don't express these things, right? Because we're told to either, we're told to fix our face. We're told that we'll be all right. We're told to get over the shit. You feel what I'm saying? So that, that fucks with our, our perception of emotions. You feel me? That fucks with our whole perception of emotions. And that's what leads to the effeminization. Because now that we're understanding that femin- uh, femininity is the spiritual, mental, and the physical embodiment of the essence of synthesis and construction, to effeminize somebody means that you shift them from synthesizing and constructing but to, the, to, the, uh, to the opposing polarity. So if you're not constructing and creating, you're destroying. You feel what I'm saying? That's how deep it is. The fact that we are not able to deal with our emotions shifts us to a perspective where our creation now becomes destruction. You feel what I mean? So when, and, and in addition to that, when we consider which emotions we're allowed to use, we're only allowed to use three, and it's the most fucked up emotions that get us fucked up in life. You feel me? Anger, rage, and aggression. Like those are defined, okay, men, any emotion that you want to feel, that's okay. Those are okay. And those are very, very detrimental emotions. You feel me? They lead us to damaging situations. They lead us to fucking shit up. You feel what I mean? And how is this all connected to rooted in crying? Because like I said, crying is the 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 greatest it's the crying is the release of the soul. But it's the release of pain from the soul. Just like laughter is the release of happiness from the soul. It's the release of joy from the soul. You dig what I'm saying? So when we're when we're operating from that perspective and you know we're not able to deal with our emotions in order to stop dealing with the bad emotions and the negative ones that lead us to crime, we also have to suppress the positive ones because they're opposite sides of the same coin. They're polarities. You feel me? This what this what makes us cold. This what makes us cold, rigid, and and and, and difficult to, to deal with. Emotionally unavailable. You dig what I'm saying? It makes us emotionally unavailable. So it's like we talk that, yo, I'm, I want my son to be tough. I don't want my son to cry. Like I, I feel like this, rather than keeping your son from crying, 
Teach your son to know why he's crying. You feel me? Teach your son the ways of understanding and rationalizing his, his emotions. Because when it comes to suppressing that, this, and this is how our masculinity starts to die too. Because rationale, like emotions and rationale, they go hand in hand to balance each other to create a harmony. You feel what I'm saying? But if we shut down our emotions, we're never able to rationalize them. So it fucks with our cognitive ability. You feel me? To rationalize shit. So now we see things through emotion, but through the emotional lens that we're never able to, to tap into, what do you think we're going to respond to reality with? You feel me? Emotionality. Irrational emotionality. You dig what I'm saying? And we do it all the time. You know, we do it all the time. That's why it's like in the heat of the moment when, when, when we're angry, when we're enraged, you know, when we're becoming aggressive, those are permitted. So what do they do with those emotions? They don't, they don't, they, and even those three emotions, they don't tell us, hey, look, bro, calm that shit down and learn how to rationalize. Why the fuck are you angry? Why are you being so aggressive? Why are you in a rage? No, they don't even tell us to understand why, you know, you're supposed to, when you're rationalizing shit, you're supposed to go through a series of, of, of questioning that helps you get it. The who, what, when, where, why, how, and to what extent. You feel what I'm saying? That's more than just answering a question in class. That's how you can tap into you and, and handle your emotions. Why am I feeling this? What am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? To what extent am I feeling this? Who caused this shit? Like, what is it? When you start to rational, when, you, when you're able to ask, answer those questions about emotion, you're able to rationalize it. And then in rationalizing it, you can peel back the layers to get to the core, to uncover how you're triggered by this emotion. And then you can remove the trigger and you can remove the root of it. By knowing, okay, I'm not gonna let this shit get to me because I know what I know why it's 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 problematic for me. You dig know what I'm saying? But rather than rather than doing that, we say we don't we don't teach we don't we don't teach or or, or sit down with our sons and say, hey, look, you're angry. Tell me why you're angry. You know, it's fix your face. It's none of that. But rather than that, we'll say, okay, I'm gonna I see you have and like and we acknowledge the shit so smoothly. I see that you're a very angry. I see that you're a very angry young man. I see that you're a very angry child. I see that you have a lot of aggressive tendencies in you. I see that you get you get very upset fast and you go into a rage. I see this shit. So what do I do? I put you in sports. You feel what I'm saying? Don't rationalize the shit. Just use it as fuel to do something else. So you're going to play football. You're going to play basketball. Get into boxing. You know what I'm saying? Because we like we want you to release this energy. You feel me? That's not healthily releasing this energy because now in order it's 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 a mind fuck because in order to be better, in order to be better at this, you know what I mean. The better I become at this, like it's it's a it's a subtle fuel. You feel me? I have to increase these emotions, anger, rage, and shit. Like you feel me? So the things that ha- I take it out on the field, I take it out on the on 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 a on a speed bag. You feel what I'm saying? I take it out on the court. You feel me? Because that's where we're that's where we're, t- we're taught to leave our emotions at. You feel me? We're not taught to process them. So it's like, okay, that's cool. You know, it's cool on paper at that point because now you have the kid who's who fights all the time. You know, but what happens is, you know, it's like, okay, I'm I'm gonna teach you to play sports. So now you can actually hit something and be okay. You feel me? What about the kid who don't play sports? You feel me? What about the kid who's not even in that dynamic? So how do you teach him to rationalize these emotions? You dig what I'm saying? How do you teach him? How, how do you teach him to do that? You dig what I mean? So now we wonder why when we listen to our music, why it's fueled with rage, anger, and aggression. <laughs> you feel me? Like I fucks with battle rap. I fucks with battle rap heavy, but the battle rap culture is basically like 
it's the combination of all three of these things and expressing how how much I could fuck you up, how much I would fuck you up and want to do. It's like it's the verbal onslaught. You dig what I'm saying? It's the same release that we're actually getting if we were playing physical sports and contact sports. You feel me? Because we have to release something as opposed to sitting down, you know, at any given moment, we could teach we could teach our sons how to meditate. We could teach our sons how to healthily process emotions, but we don't. We don't. We just throw them into a field. We throw them onto a court. So now, why and that 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 goes into the fight, that goes into the warrior spirit of of a man. You feel what I mean? Because it becomes it becomes the barbarian spirit if you don't know what you're fighting for. You don't know why you're fighting, and you don't know how to fight. You just fight. I'm angry, so let me go. Let me go do X, Y, and Z. I'm upset, so let me go. Let me go shoot a couple jumpers till I calm down. No, sit with the fucking emotion and deal with it and figure out why you're feeling this. You know, and don't be so so dismissive. That's 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 one of the most disrespectful things. And it's not just sons; it's children as a whole, daughters too. You feel what I'm saying? When they're feeling emotions, this is we're grown ass adults. <clears throat> we're grown ass adults that when our children are feeling some type of way, we'll say, "Fix your face, for I, or 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 stop crying, for I give you something to cry about." Right? But yet, as as adults, when we're hard, when we're broken and we're down, and we need our moments to cry. It's fucked up for somebody to say, yo, fix your face. Imagine this. Imagine this shit, right? Uh, uh, a series of unfortunate events occurred to you, right? And you're broken. You're down. And you, you know you're sad. You walk around some people, your peers, you feel me? And you just look and it's like, yo, what's wrong with you? You feel me? And in that, they say, all right, fix your face. You'll be all right. You feel fucked up as an adult. You feel what I'm saying? But yeah, we do that to children. Like, their feelings don't matter. Like, what they're going through doesn't matter. And then if a child does say, yo, I'm angry, we'll say some shit like, you know, I, I've heard it. I mean, man, granted, it could have been disrespectful, but, you know, I wouldn't know whether it was disrespect or not because we typically think everything a child does is disrespectful. Anytime a child vocalizes themselves, anytime a child expresses themselves, we call, them, we call it disrespectful. You know, if a child tells you no because they don't want to do something, you know, you can't get upset with that. And you shouldn't get upset. You're a child. You feel me? You don't you don't talk to me this way. You don't. So I can't express that what I'm feeling is not like there. You feel me? So, you know, the point that I the point that I was uh, going to with that was um, I remember I had a conversation with somebody that were older than me. And it was like, yo, you get on my nerves. I was a kid then. I had to be like four or five or some shit, maybe. But like, you get on my nerves. And they told me, they said, you ain't got no nerves. You're too young to have nerves. You ain't got no nerves. You dismiss my feelings. In that moment, you dismiss my feelings. You dismiss what the fuck you're doing to me. Not only that, you told me you didn't give a fuck. You feel me? So you don't even have the respect to say, okay, yeah, I get on your nerves. Why do, what did I do? You feel me? Perfect example. And this, this, it, it changed my whole perspective, you know, especially as I'm getting older. I know I'm, I'm going to get back to talking about sons, but this is a relevant thing principle-wise. Me and my niece, I was spending some time with my niece. And she told me. I, I like, and I was, I was babysitting her, but like, um, cause my sister had to go run to the store or something. She was like, yo, watch her real quick. So I can go to the store and come back. So it was like, you know, kind of flipped it a slip. Like, you know, cause you know, you leave early, a, ch- a child's going to say, oh, where's, you know, where's mommy at and all of that. And they're going to start going to a panic. So she snuck out and, you know, we playing and everything. So it's cool. So she walks, she says, where's mommy at? And she started walking around the house looking for her. And so she get real frustrated. So I say, I say, what's wrong? And she says, I'm angry. 
You feel me? And I had a and I had a moment to say, you know, I could have I could have went back to the upbringing that I had. I could have went back to what I've known. All the, I'm like, you'll be all right. It's you you you're not angry. But I, I chose to ask her. I said, why are you angry? And this change this like it started to change my perspective. I was like, yo, why are you angry? She said, because mommy snuck out, and she knew I wanted to go. Whoa. So you oh shoot you knew okay this is different because now she was two at the time. You feel what I'm saying? She's two at the time. So I'm like, oh, so you, you're, you're aware <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying, you just got dismissed like that. You feel me? So she folds her arms, and it's like we're literally having a conversation as to why she's feeling angry. You know? And then she, she, sits, on, she sits in the stairway, so I sit beside her, and I'm just li- literally just talking to her. So then my sister comes in, and then my sister comes in, you know, she was like, why y'all sitting on the stairs? I said, because she was angry, so we just started talking. And then in the conversation of us started talking, she was good. She expressed herself. You feel what I mean? But how many of us don't, we, as children, we never got to express ourselves? Because emotions weren't real to us, you know? And this is, this is very important when it comes to our sons because, you know, when we're, when we're teaching them early that your emotions don't matter. See, it, I, I talk about this in Soul for a Two, Toxic Femininity. Our, our, our expression is always from the perspective of children. Somehow we give children a power that we don't even have as adults. You feel me? You all right. Nothing's wrong with you. You feel me? So children have this uncanny ability to, to see the world as they see themselves. You dig what I mean? And to see it from the perspective of, okay, I see, it's the reverberation. I see the world as the world, as I assume the world sees me. You feel what I mean? This is how it goes into our son. So when, case, like, if you ever watched the cartoon Bobby's World, you feel me? If they ever told Bobby something like his imagination ran wild and he created something that really wasn't a reality, but in his mind it became real because he had that imaginative faculty. So when we look at how we'll tell our sons, you know, you'll be all right. It, it's, it's all right. You feel me? And yet, a lot of the stuff that we're teaching them is about anger, rage, and aggression. Like, what do you think is going to happen? The way they respond. So, one of the one of the biggest points is that, in addition to not crying and you know making them tough, you know, we, we want to teach all of our our boys to fight. You know, want to be be a soldier. You know, know how to fight. You know, fight, fight. It's that and the third, right? But here's the problem with fight, fight. It's not a problem. Don't get me wrong. Definitely teach your kids to defend themselves. Like, do not allow your child to be bullied. Let your child know that bullying is wrong as a whole. Not only to do, but to have done to you. You feel me? If there's a bully, like I seen somebody talking about, we need to stop telling kids to uh to hit back. No, fuck that. We need to stop telling kids to hit first. You feel me? Don't like don't that. That's the first way you get bullied. That's the first way you get bullied. You feel me? You got to learn how, okay, look, you, you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. It's that, that's the simple principle. That's, that's Hammurabi's code, an eye for an eye. Don't, if you don't want to get hit, don't hit no fucking body. You feel me? But here's, here's the, the point. That was a tangent. I digress, but let me get back on track. So here's the point with that. When we're teaching our sons this, this connection of, A, teach you how to fight, throw a punch, this and that, we're doing it in the realm of playtime. We're not teaching them how to do this when emotions are involved. You feel me? We're teaching them how to do this in a state of mind that is recreational. So what do you think they internalize 
hitting as playtime. You feel what I'm saying? It's playtime. So if you're hitting them, let's say y'all y'all are playing and it gets a little rough. You accidentally, as an adult, you hit them a little harder than than you thought you wanted to. Right. For you, you knew I didn't in your mind. I didn't exert that much force. But your child says, ouch, you hit me too hard. What do you say? It didn't hurt that bad. You'll be all right. Okay. so now this child is now from the other side internalizing. All right. Bam. If it really maybe it really didn't hurt. Maybe I'm not feeling what the hell I'm feeling. Now, let's add that not even not only from the physical side, let's add that from the emotional side. You'll be all right. Hearing you'll be all right if, if you express emotion does what to you? You feel me? It dismisses your fucking feelings. If as adults, we feel off for that. You feel me? We feel like something like, yo, you're, 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 not, you're not paying attention to me. You're not listening to me. You feel me? We have whole relationships as adults that are failing, that are fucking up because we're dismissing each other's emotions. You feel me? I'm not saying be overly emotional. In any way, shape, or form. But at the same time, we're dismissing each other's emotions because it happened to children. It happened to us as children. And now we were, we, we're, we're creating the cycle again. You feel what I'm saying? So now when it comes to our sons, and then their father is the template. Now, if the father is, you know, now we're, now we're segue, segueing into the, the father part. So the father is, is the template, you know? This is who, who I'm striving to be. He's strong. He's just like, do you ever, like, have we ever asked why our fathers don't cry or why our fathers can't cry or they won't. Nah, just because men are tough. This is what men do. Men don't cry. Men don't show emotion, right? That fucks with you because you don't even want to give affection to your fucking kid. You dig what I mean? I know, I know men who will not hug on their kids, who will not hug on their sons because they say, I don't want them to be gay. Wow, dude. Like, that's the logic. I, I mean, I get where you're coming from because I understand the mentality. I understand the mentality that creates that, that breeds that. But at the same time, it's like, yo, me hugging my son, me showing my son care and affection, I think that's going to make him gay. You feel me? So it's like, from that, from that perspective, that keeps us from emotion as a whole. So if my father never showed me emotion, I don't know what it is for a man to show emotion. So where do I have to understand? So it's kind of like an indirect thing because where do I now have to understand how to get emotion from the only being that's allowed to express emotion, which is a woman? So how else do you think I'm going to express emotion as a woman? You feel me? Now, again, that's not saying that the person is going to be gay off rip. That's not saying any of that. That's saying, okay, I have to express this polarity within myself. The only way I see this polarity being expressed and it's as a woman. If I see that as a man... You don't show emotion, but I naturally feel these fucking emotions. I'm either going to drive myself crazy or I have to shift to how emotions need to be expressed. You feel me? So that segues into one of two points. We're either going to be and it develops into the fact that when you understand your, your masculine, I mean, your feminine essence. Right. But now you never tapped into your masculinity. You now have to operate through toxic femininity because that's the polarity to uh, femininity. So when you're shunned from your emotions, when you're shunned from that feminine component, it automatically becomes toxic. And now you're exhibiting that as masculinity, but it's not. You feel me? That's the whole premise and the thought and the thing behind toxic femininity. As I said, it ain't got shit to do with women. It ain't got shit to do with women. It has everything to do with men. You feel what I'm saying? Because when it comes to 
what we deem masculinity, we're really operating through toxic femininity and don't even know it. That's why we're so aggressive. That's why we're so angry. That's why we're such in a rage all the motherfucking time. And that's why we, we, we don't show emotion. It's hard to feel. We can't feel because when we do feel, we never learn how to process that shit. Because we're taught that feeling is a female trait. Feeling is to be a woman. No, feeling is feminine. And we have to separate the gender. Like, we want to separate the gender for every fucking thing else. Why the fuck can't we do this shit when it comes to femininity and masculinity? Somehow, that's when we want to place the gender in the shit. But then, I ain't going to get into that shit. Because that's a whole different topic, man. I don't, I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke right now. You feel what I'm saying? But when it comes to our sons, what standard do we set? So now, we look at how this ties into the feminization by the father. So, there's, there's, there's two aspects in which... First, before before fathers, before fathers, you're a man, right? So what kind of man did you become? You feel me? If we've been operating through toxic femininity, like I myself have operated through toxic femininity pretty much damn near all my life. Did I know? Like, because I don't I don't want I don't want it to come off as, you know, because I'm advocating I'm, and I speak on masculinity and the things that we need to change and I understand it. I didn't do that shit all my life. I had to come to understand, oh shit, this is what the fuck I've been operating under. Because I see it. We accepted toxic femininity and it, it developed a level of pseudo-masculinity. You feel me? Because everything we do, everything we touch, it has to be in destruction. We're in such opposition to women because we're in opposition to the feminine essence and the feminine energy. Because to be a man means you have to be the opposite of what you feel a woman is. You feel me? And you feel her essence from the beginning as synthesis and construction. So by default, I have to go from the other perspective. So that creates the 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 positioning us to where our masculinity that we've internalized is really toxic femininity. You feel me? This is why it has to, we have to have women that submit to us. This is why we have to have certain things because it's like the femininities can't clash. One has to stand over the other because masculinity balances. But you feel me? When it comes to, to like, we operate through toxic femininity. You feel me? We operate through, to- like, that's what the world is being ran under right now. You feel me? And this is passed down shit from, from the patriarchal society, from our forefathers, from assimilation into a culture of barbaric motherfuckers and shit. We assimilated into the men's template being toxic femininity. You feel me? So we, we don't know how to harmonize. So because of that, before we become fathers, we have to become men. And when we become men, we follow a template of toxic femininity. Now, this is, as I said... Toxic femininity, well, femininity as a whole is a spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of synthesis and construction. So for it to be toxic means that we operate from destruction. You feel me? So now let's take it back to sports. Let's take it back to everything that we do. We, we, we like, like from the basic, like look at our action movies. We like shit to blow the fuck up. You feel me? We like football. We like UFC. We like wrestling. We like boxing. We like all of the shit where motherfuckers are getting fucked up. People are getting destroyed. You feel me? The greatest clips that we watch when it comes to football hits are the ones that laid the motherfucker out. It's like, yo, damn, I don't think he's going to get back up. Why? That's that. You see how we operate from the realm of destruction? You feel me? So, again, it's very subtle. That's why you have to be you have to be very, you know, understanding of and knowing that, you know what? Toxic femininity is necessarily not related to women. I'm talking about the essence of it being destruction. Everything we do is based off of a toxic feminine lens. You feel what I'm saying? Everything we stand on is based off a toxic feminine feminine lens. And the and that's where our manliness comes in. And we blur the lines of masculinity and manliness. Manliness is toxic feminine behavior. You feel me? 
And we, the, the more manly you are, it's, it's almost a direct correlation. The more manly you are, the more toxic feminine you are because of what societal standards sets. You feel me? We watching a boxing fight. The motherfucker gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> we love that shit. We love that shit. You feel me? See the spit fly out of a motherfucking mouth because he got hit too hard. We love that shit, but that's destruction. We, 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 we feast off of destruction. You dig what I mean? So we, in, we internalize that from, from, from childhood. That's when, that's, when, that's when the effeminization happens. And it shifts us to toxic femininity, but it does so because of the father figures. Because, because of the father figures. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because we discuss this type of father figure all the fucking time. But, you know, you still going to kiss the smoke because it is what it is. The absent father, his form of emasculation, his form of effemination of the son is different because, you know, you leave your son alone. You feel me? You leave, you leave your son with nothing to, to, to learn from, to fend. To, he has to fend for himself. You feel me? So not only do I not have to operate, I have to operate first through femininity because that's the only template I know because my mother is there. You dig what I'm saying? My mother is there. So I have to pick up that feminine essence. You feel me? So we're not even going to get into the point of uh, homosexuality and all that shit. That's irrelevant to me. You feel what I mean? But what we are going to talk about is how by default I have to, as if, if my mother's essence is there and I understand that that's femininity, femininity, what I have to do is take on toxic femininity because I know I have to be the opposite to that. You feel what I mean? So it's like, I'm going to play the sports. When I, when I get sad and shit like that, I can't express my emotions. I'm going to do that. Like If I see everything that a woman does, I just have to do the opposite. You feel me? But I never learned the balancing piece that's masculine. So we set that, we set that tone, the toxic of feminine behavior and the different things that we, that we embody, and we get fueled into it. We get fueled into it. So our fathers aren't there, right? So when our fathers aren't there, what happens? Not only are we operating through a toxic feminine lens of rip, now we're in a state of survival. Now we're in a state of survival. A mother cannot, like, no woman can teach a man how to be a man, period. But see, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. Because when people really say no woman can teach a man how to be a man, what that really means is no feminine energy can teach a man how to exhibit masculine energy. It doesn't work. Hey, huddle up, broskies, because it's time to elevate. The secret to evolving masculinity is to define it, understand it, then apply it. The Sofrel series defines masculinity as the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction. From this definition, I explain how masculinity is not just the hat that we wear, but it's the essence that we must exude through application. If you enjoy the Sofrel conversations, why not read the books that inspire them? Visit IamJustSeen.com right now to add the Sofrel series to your library to get a better understanding of what masculinity really is. I promise, after reading Sofrel, you will never look at masculinity the same again. Now I get it, and granted, we do have both polarities within us. Everybody, well, we're we're split in half. We yes, but men, we're born with the predisposition for masculinity, just as women are born with the predisposition for femininity. So even though we're split, it could be something as simple as you know we're fifty one men are fifty one percent masculine, forty nine percent feminine, and women are forty nine percent masculine, fifty one percent feminine. You feel what I'm saying? Now, granted, it's not split exactly down the middle, no shit like that, because there's other factors that play into it. But I'm just speaking for general sakes. So it's like, if my predisposition is what I naturally lead through, I can't teach you how to do that shit. Because I can't 
I can't teach your predisposition to you. You feel me? It takes somebody with that predisposition to teach you to, to teach it to you. You feel what I'm saying? So our fathers aren't there. So now we now have to learn and figure out masculinity on our own. But the only template that we have is toxic femininity that we're calling masculinity because it's manly behavior. All right, this is what men do. Men do. And the men shit that we talk about men doing, it's all toxic feminine behavior. You feel me? Not only from the sports perspective, look at look at um, look at the mentality of of a womanizer. Look at look at the mentality of the ladies' man. You feel me? Sex is a creative act. Now let's stick back to it. Femininity is the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of synthesis and construction. Sex is a physical. Sex is a, a creative act. You feel me? The act of sex is to create. You dig what I mean? But if I'm toxic feminine, what am I going to do? I'm going to destroy. And we wonder why our sex leaves women broken. We wonder why we're, we wonder how we become fuckboys. This is how we become fuckboys. This is how we do all of this other shit because it's from a toxic, like we're having sex through a toxic feminine lens. Like we're, we're, we're becoming involved with women from a toxic feminine lens because this is what men do. This is man shit. You need to have all the hoes, bro. Like what you mean? <laughs> You need to get the hoes, get the money, hoes, cars, and clothes. Like you're supposed to have it. So it's like now we frivolously have sex, you know, with anything and everything. Like you feel me? <laughs> like you know, <laughs> one of the most dangerous things to ever hear is a man say that a pussy, like pussy is pussy. Like it's 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 not, <laughs> it's not. But that's that's in in the realm of destruction. That's what it is. You know, how much how much how much power can it be? Within you to bring yourself to say, you know what, like, and, and this is this is one of the quandaries. Like, we could literally be having sex with a woman and then say, "Fuck that bitch" about the same woman that we're putting our penis in. You feel me? You feel me? It's and it's it's like you can't you, you can't disrespect the woman that you're going inside <laughs> because then that's that means okay, what do you feel about your own self? Like, yo, this bitch ain't shit. I don't like this bitch. She ain't this, that, and the third. Like, you, you, you calling her everything out of her name, but you're having sex with her. You're fucking her. So we justify it. I ain't, I ain't having sex, but I'll be fucking her. Like, okay, that's how you know this is a destructive act. You feel me? Let's take it back to the football metaphor and the things that I was saying about everything being based off of destruction and, you know, and damage. You feel me? Look at, look at, how, we, look at how we describe sex. I'm hitting it. I'm beating it. I'm going to pound it out. You feel me? Everything is violent and aggressive. <laughs> you feel me? Because that's what men, that's what men shit is. Because we have paternalized masculinity, toxic femininity. So that sets the tone for the type of men that we create. Now we become fathers. You feel me? Am I a father? No, I'm not. But I've been a son. And I've been a son. And I've been, and I've experienced fathers, figures. You feel me? You know what I mean? And so you have the absent father, right? He's the motherfucker who, like, his destruction is, okay, I'm really going to destroy you. He doesn't even know that this is what he's doing. Like, I'm really going to destroy Like, this whole system is set up this way. Why do you think they keep the father out of the home, like, from the, from the jump? You feel me? Because now the toxic feminine energy that is there is going to shift into one or two, two perspectives. It is going to create an overly aggressive, overly aggressive, uh, hostile, and enraged child who can be sent and made into a criminal or is going to create a man who poses no threat. 
This is strategically done. You feel me? Because we don't know the essence anymore. We don't know the essence anymore. You feel what I mean? So the absent father, he leaves. He's not in his son's life. His son now has to figure out life on his own. He's in a state of survival. Not only Now, I'm in a state of survival and I don't know how to deal with my emotions. I'm in a state of survival and I am unable to deal with my motherfucking emotions on a regular basis. No woman can console me. No woman can help me. No woman can be my peace for that. It's just not going to happen. You feel me? So when we talk about, oh yeah, you got father, you got daddy issues. It's not even daddy issues per se. It is daddy issues, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's more masculinity issues. You feel me? Innately within me, I know I should be moving a certain way, but I can't. Because I, have, I now have to follow the norm. I have to follow what everybody else is doing. You feel me? So now my father didn't set any template at all, but that's still my template. Ain't that some shit? Even in your absence, you still serve as a template. You feel me? I have to use myself as an example because I got into a very, very fucked up relationship. Shit broke me. It damaged me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, the motherfucker broke my heart, damaged me. Like, I, it was some psychological fuck up. You feel me? And the reason why I stayed, and I was supposed to be, I wasn't even supposed to be in a relationship that long. The shit was over six months in. And we even had a breakup six months in. You feel me? I was like, all right, this shit don't work. Like, let's keep it going. But here's the problem with that. The fact that my father was absent, I didn't know, and I didn't even have the capacity to understand that there is a time when men can walk away from some shit that's not serving them. Did I learn that? After, yes. But, in the, but beforehand, no, I didn't. Because why? What, is, what, what did they tell Like, as a man, you're supposed to endure through this shit. You're supposed to be strong enough to go through the problems and, and things like that. Now, in hindsight, all of the women that I talked to were like, yo, no, you should have got out of that. You shouldn't have. But those very same women that said that shit, whenever I brought them the problem, they said, yo, you got to stick it out. You got to stick it out. You got to understand that she's just, you just need to. No. A man was supposed to tell me, bro, you can leave that. You can leave that situation alone. It doesn't make you any less of a man. I internalize it. Any man, if you're not there at all, you feel me? It was an extreme for me. And a lot of us do this. A lot of us are still in fucked up situations right now because if we walk away, we'll be, we'll, we feel that we would be a coward. We feel that we will be in the same, we will see ourselves in the same image that we view our fathers, our absent fathers. You feel what I'm saying? And that is a part of toxic feminine behavior because that is a form of destruction. That is self-destruction. This shit is no good for me, but I can't walk away from it because the template that left me, I don't want to re repeat that shit. I don't want to repeat that shit. So I'm going to stay. I'm going to, we're going to make amends. I'm going to change this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do these different things to try my best to fit. You don't fit into the situation. You're a triangle peg trying to fit in a circle, a circle hole, a cylindrical hole. That's what it is. You feel me? But the absent father, in addition, when we try so, so hard not to be him, we ultimately become him anyway. Because there was things that he did. There was things that he, that, that he still had to teach us. You feel me? <laughs> My pops didn't even fight <laughs> to stay. But at the same time, that was like, yo, you can leave. You can leave. You got to deal with the consequences, though. Don't get me wrong. You got to deal with the consequences 100%. You feel me? When your kids become successful and they start doing certain shit and they don't fuck with you, eh, you, that, that's what you chose to do. You feel what I'm saying? You got to deal with that absence, too. You feel me? But the sons, when, when we're growing up like that with an absent father, 
We now have to make our, we now force ourselves to be 100% present and not only 100% present for ourselves, but our siblings, our mother, you feel me? That's not a responsibility we should have had to take on, but we did because the father was absent. You feel what I'm saying? And when your predisposition kicks in for masculinity and you're in survival mode, your only option and your only goal is to protect those around you. You feel me? I know men who have grew up with younger siblings and their father was absent. It's like psychologically, you know what that does to a child. This is this literally for my brothers who, who want to dabble in and out of the shit. You feel me? And leave their son alone. You feel me? Even if it, Or if you were that son who was left alone. But you have not come to terms with this reality. You feel me? You have younger siblings under you. You have a mother who's fearful. You feel me? You're the man of the house now. But you're too you, but you can't even do shit. That sends you into a state of PTSD. Real shit. To know that the the the, the natural proclivity of being a man is to be a protector. I'm not strong enough to protect. I'm not big enough to protect, but I know that I have to. I know that I have younger siblings under me that I have to look after. You feel me? While I'm still afraid myself, I still have to look after myself and I can't let them see me crack because they're looking up to me. Then I become a teenager and, you know, I, it, 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 it creates a fucked up situation because we talk about a lot how we have those women who, you know, they, my son is the only man that I need. Got to be careful with that shit. You really got to be careful with that shit. Now, granted, it's all of a direct thing of the father leaving and I'm sticking to that topic. But you got to be careful with that because we innately assume that role anyway. Not just, we like not on incestual shit, but we naturally assume, assume the role that I have to protect my mother. I have to be for my mother what my father wasn't or my father couldn't. I have to do that shit. You dig what I'm saying? And as him not being there, there's no source to tell me, son, that's not your responsibility to do. That's not your responsibility to take on. You feel me? But we take it on anyway. So now we've done, we pretty much our entire childhood, we operated as a father. So you wonder why when we get older and we get out on our own and we don't have to do this shit anymore, we just play the fuck around. Because the, the, the roles are switching. I now have the freedom to be the, be the child that I wanted to be, that I couldn't when I was a child because I was a man. I was a father, I was a husband, I was a boyfriend, I was all of this early because of my absent father. That's the level of a feminization. Again, it ain't got shit to do with shifting them to making them act like a woman. A feminization is when you're operating solely from the, the energy of sentences and construction, but it's fueled through toxic femininity, so now you destroy. Now I hold on to these resentments, now I hold on to all these things because the days when I was scared that I couldn't show anybody, I didn't have anybody to call. How was I going to call my daddy? Because he was not there. You feel what I mean? So now I live through the world and I'm jaded. I'm cold. Because what is there for me to do? You feel me? So yeah, the, the absent father, yeah. Y'all definitely set the tone for that shit too. Y'all help create that. But it's not you're not alone. Because the only thing worse than, as fucked up as it is, the only thing worse than the absent father is the present father who's still absent. You feel me? You're in the home. 
and you're still effeminizing your son. That's worse. Because now what you're doing and the effeminization that comes from a present father is the feeling that I have to keep you beneath me. The world outside of me doesn't see me as a, if, if whether the case may be, I'm not saying this is the case because I don't want to put that energy out there. But if I have this perception that the world doesn't see me a certain way or my woman doesn't see me a certain way, you feel me? I'm going to make sure that I'm able to stand over my son. You feel me? My son has to be able to, and another, another huge point to that is, you know, filling shoes. You feel me? I knew, I knew this, I knew this father who, his son only wanted to play basketball because his dad liked basketball. And that was, been, he was able to spend time with his dad. But his dad was trying to live through his son. You feel me? So much so that when the dad hurt his knee, he gave his son the basketball shoes like, carry the torch. You feel me? So then when the son goes off to college or whatnot, he doesn't go for the team. And then he's like, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't want to play ball. Like, I, I played, but I wasn't trying to do what you did. Son, why are you not training? Why aren't you doing I don't want to play basketball. I wanted to spend time with you. That's it. I wanted to spend time with you. But even in that presence, we, 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 we get that because we don't, it goes back in, we don't listen to our fucking children. We don't listen to them. You feel me? We hear them. But we don't listen to them. You dig know what I mean? So... Now we set the tone as the present father. Like everything that you do while you're in the home, your son emulates. He copies. You feel me? So if we're already rooted in a template of toxic femininity based off of the fact that this is the way the societal structure is, like once we assimilated into this culture, whether it was integration, whatever the case may be, when we started fucking with these motherfuckers, started thinking like them, going to the same education system as them, going through the same entire process of conditioning as they were, we became them. Period. There's no way, shape, or form around it. Our men are like our mentality under the masculine principle is the same shit. But it's no masculinity, it's toxic femininity. You feel me? So as we're expressing that and we're 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 living this, we create we create our sons this way. And now we're operating this way as fathers, and we just repeat the cycle because we think, yo, this is what a man is. As long as I'm not hitting a woman, I'm still a man. You feel me? But I can do, I can still do everything else. Like it's certain rites of passage that we teach, like case in point. You feel me? None of none of my big homies had fathers. <laughs> none of my big homies had fathers, but they was teaching me shit. You feel me? And they was only they were teaching me fatherless shit. <laughs> That's what we was passing down. So when I'm like 14, 15, I get the sex talk from big homies and shit. Right? But the sex talk that they give me is yo, make sure you use a condom. You feel me? When you're hitting it, you do this, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you get wet and all this shit. Like, basic shit, right? That's, that's what they're teaching me. They're like, yo, don't get attached. Don't, like, don't be falling in love with these bitches and all that shit. Like, this is, what, this is what the conversations were because this is what was passed down. You dig what I'm saying? Never once did I, did, did I ever hear, yo, respect your body too. <laughs> you feel me? Do not just be out here fucking anything because energy transfers are real. You feel me? Honor and guard your spirit. You feel me? Only cross that line if you see that you and this person work and are coherent mentally, physically, and spiritually. You feel me? I ain't, I ain't never get no shit like that. You feel me? So then we wonder why we just having random sex with a whole bunch of random women multiple ways and we don't give a fuck anymore. You feel me? Because so much of that sexual energy has been transmuted and transformed that we don't even know how to operate 
but that's a part of the toxic feminine behavior. So even, even with the fathers being present in the home, there's like a rites of passage. Your son 15, you give him condoms. Like the sex talk is just, yo, here's some condoms. Here's how to put it on. Be careful. How many of us know about transferring energies? How many know, how many of us know about chakra energies? How many of us know about being on different frequencies of compatibility prior to engaging in a sexual act? You can be operating from a crown conscious state of energy and be fucking with a person on the root chakra and that's just going to destroy your whole life. Because they're stuck in survival mode. You feel what I'm saying? But we're not able to, we're not passing that on to our sons. You know, I was watching Love Don't Cost a Thing, the Nick Cannon movie. And when the father was played by Steve Hart, when he found out, like he gave his son a whole box of condoms. So, oh, you're now you're getting it. You feel me? But then it's already too late with that because we don't even have the sex talk prior to that. We have the sex talk when we get the hint that they have a sex. It's too late by then. Chances are they are. Chances are they are. You feel me? I was way ahead of my career. I'm not going to reveal my time, but I was way ahead of my career. But when I actually got a sex talk, sex talk, I was 16. By then, I was fucking. Excuse my French, but by then, that's what it was. You feel me? And that happens for a lot of us because all that's around me is toxic feminine energy. Like, it's destruction. Like, yo, you need to, you need to accumulate the most amount of bodies you can. You feel me? But it's like, what our fathers being present, what are they teaching us? And that are they are are they sitting down to tell us this about about sexual energy, you know? But not. Nah, it goes back into, you know, play sports, son. Be tough, you know. Physically, yeah, I respect that one hundred percent. Physically, they get us on point to where you know do some push ups, you know, train and do do things like that. But you know, at the same time, with the fight, like there comes a point where you're gonna, you know, try to break your son's spirit if you're not careful. Or you can break his spirit if you're not careful. You may have an emotional son. Doesn't make him soft, doesn't make him weak. But you can just naturally have an emotional son. He's tapped into his emotions. Rather than trying to toughen him up, teach him how to rationalize emotions, that'll toughen him up much quicker. Yo, son, why are you frustrated? Don't tell him sliding like a bitch. Like, you feel me? You're being a little punk right now. What you think that's gonna do for his psyche? What did it do for yours? You feel me? It created an overinflated ego in which you had to prove. That you want to pump. You had to prove that you want a bitch. You had to prove this shit. So you had to do what? More aggressive, angry, and rageful shit. Rageful ain't a word, but enraging shit. Like you had to do all of that. To prove that you're not soft. To prove like, you feel me? Why would I have to prove it if I can rationalize my my emotions and not know how to not have to deal with it? See what I'm saying? But my father says to Tony, he's there. So yeah, yeah, you teach me how to fight, fight, but you don't teach me when to fight. You don't teach me how to fight. Well, you teach me how to fight. You don't teach me when to fight. You don't teach me when not to fight. You don't teach me who to fight. So what do I do? I fight everything. Physically, mentally, and spiritually. I fight it all. Because at the end of the day, it's all rooted in emotion in some way, shape, or form. Something I don't even know how to deal with. You feel me? Something I'm unaware and oblivious to. So what happens when all of these components tie into it? We create broken boys. We create, we create broken, bro- let me get it out. We create broken boys that society is waiting to crack. They're broken when they go to these schools. 
The school to prison pipeline, that is some real shit. They, they're able to build a prison based off of third grade test scores. Because they understand, okay, damn, we already got them operating from femininity as a whole. We're not even going to let them tap into their masculine essence. They're not even going to know they're not masculine. They're going to be toxically feminine, but they're going to be thinking that they're masculine. Because they're going to be manly. They're going to play sports. They're going to do ugh, aggressive shit. It's real man shit. I'm going to enhance these emotions. I'm going to make them understand that these are the emotions that they're able to exhibit. Then I'm going I'm to strip the opportunity to use their rational faculties. Only respond emotionally. So by the time he starts to go to school and he becomes the fighter, as soon as his emotions are out of whack, he fights. He hits. Because that's his rationale. That's how he expresses that shit. You feel what I mean? School to prison pipeline sets the tone. Because now it's just a matter of time before you drop out. Because you, because you're not even able to use your rational mind. Because now, when you become a teenager, and that polarity really shifts in, and your masculinity, your testosterone kicks in, and all of these other hormones and shit, that's not an act. Like the mind, body, and soul connection is real. You feel me? So when we hit puberty, when we hit certain things, and our polarity shift, that's a reality, bro. That's a reality. When that testosterone starts to kick in, and starting our masculine essence starts to show up. We've been toxically feminine all our lives. What you think is going to happen? <laughs> We're not processing shit anymore because we never learned from the feminine perspective. We always knew and understood. So it's just a matter of time that by 16, you could drop out. This shit is like clockwork. <laughs> this shit is like clockwork. By 16, he gives up. He checked out at 13. <laughs> he checked out at 13. You know, by 16, he gave up because now I can legally give this shit up. And all along, I'm, I'm thinking from a, a perspective of toxic feminine behavior. But then the masculinity is allowed to resurface through the criminal mind. You feel me? Because it's principles in the streets. It's principles in that shit. That's what all masculinity is. You feel me? But it comes from the example that is set by our fathers. Not just the fathers that are biological fathers, but the father figures of the neighborhood. The father figures of the community. What we got to stop doing is, for one, you got to stop being afraid of the boys. Like, for real, for real. You feel me? Okay, nobody tell y'all nothing. Y'all supposed to be y'all supposed to be man enough to be able to tell us whatever the fuck you want to tell us. Y'all can pull guns out on us and threaten us and, and scare us when it's time to take your daughters to prom and shit. You feel me? Take them to the movies and shit. You can threaten us like you're going to do something to us if, some, if we cross the line. You can, you can, you can exhibit the toxic feminine behavior. Of the aggression, rage, and anger. You feel me? When that happens. But when it's time to teach us something logical. When it's time to teach us something methodical. Like you ain't teaching us. Oh, I ain't your father. I ain't your father. That's not. You're right. It's not your responsibility. So shut the fuck up about everything else. You feel me? But that's, that's, that's the disconnect. And that's, the, that's the, the point that is, is, is the separating factor. Because now we're continually in a cycle. Our boys are continually lost in a cycle where masculine essence is not there. You feel me? But they're trying to justify the toxic feminine behavior they ain't supposed to be exhibiting anyway as manliness, as masculinity. It's not. So the shit that people be saying, yo, toxic masculinity is real. It's not toxic masculinity. It's toxic femininity. That's what we're living on as men. Now, I'm not saying that women are automatically by default healthy femininity. No. Because when you get a toxic motherfucker and another toxic motherfucker, toxic man and a toxic woman, that shit is hell. That's how you get the abusive relationships. 
You feel me? Because now we can take it back to when I was a kid. You feel me? I never learned the differentiation. I just knew, okay, don't hit a girl. Right? But I also knew that if I got hit, I could take it. You feel me? Oh, no, it's just a punch. Like, whatever the case may be. You're a boy. You can take that hit. All right, motherfucker. Like I said, children, they exhibit life as they internalize like this. If it affects me this way, then it should affect somebody else this way. So if I get hit and it's not that bad, if I hit another motherfucker, it shouldn't be that bad. Or if I do this to this person, whether it's male, woman, female, it doesn't matter. Or whatever other genders they got out there. It shouldn't matter because that's a part of the toxic femininity and inability to understand your masculine essence. You feel what I'm saying? So now I grow up and then it's like, yo, you'll hit a woman. Nah, I didn't hit a woman. I hit a threat. It just so happens that it was a woman. I hit a threat. The fuck? Like, that's what I was taught. If somebody hits you, hit them back. Again, that's the, top, the, the, the problem, the thing of the fight. You feel me? But see... That's where I had I had a podcast about warriors before, the warrior spirit. You know, you got to know when to fight. You got to know how to rationalize this shit and know what to fight, who to fight. And if something is to bring a fight out of you and you know you're not supposed to fight it back or you can't defend it, remove yourself from the situation. Don't justify it. Yeah, you know, I like that crazy shit. You feel me? I like, like, no, remove yourself from the situation. It's perfectly fine to do so. You feel me? But it's like, what standard did we really set, our, set for our sons? We created the initial effeminization. We create the initial effeminization for our sons. And then when they get older, it's like, yo, what happened? Who did this? We did. You feel me? We did. And in, that, in, in, in what we create from the broken boys, it's going to go down one of two ways. You're either going to develop into an emotionally unavailable person. Or you're going to develop into the caddy argumentative person. Both of them are fucked up. But at the end of the day, they're both extensions of toxic femininity. And don't forget to take a moment to go get your exclusive merchandise from Just Scenes Merch. At Just Scenes, each piece is specifically crafted with positive imagery and symbolism. From the titles and designs to the descriptions, each style gives you something to feel great about. With everything from hoodies and tees to coffee mugs and tote bags, we have something for the entire family. So be sure to get yours today. Find us on Instagram at Just Scenes Merch and get your merchandise right now. So when it comes to those two dynamics, you know, the toxic feminine expression develops into one of two ways. So the whole initial feminization that we get from, from a father figure or whatever the case may be, that's where it starts. That's where the breakdown starts. We automatically internalize toxic femininity. Every example of a male that we have exhibits toxic femininity. You feel me? Read so frail too, toxic femininity to get the full gamut of what I'm talking about. Because it ain't got shit to do with gender. It has everything to do with an essence that we embody. And the essence sits in your unconscious mind and your unconscious mind acts automatically. That's what you readily do. You dig what I'm saying? So now we come into this whole situation and now we're split down two routes. Either you're going to be the caddy argumentative man or you're going to be the emotionally unavailable man. You feel me? And by caddy argumentative, I, you know, that's I mean exactly what I'm saying with the shit. Like this is why when you're in like it's it, that is the loud person. That is the person, the, the angry, aggressive, volatile motherfucker who 
always has to be heard, always has to snap on people, who's always so, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Argumentative. You know, everything has to be an argument and a debate. As soon as you say something, they feel attacked. They feel threatened. As if, so they're going to respond verbally. Ultimately, you have those who respond, not only respond verbally, but they also take it to the, to the fist every, and everything too. Because it's still destruction. You feel me? Still destruction. You'll be in a relationship with a caddy argumentative man. You feel me? Or you'll be, one of your homeboys is the caddy argumentative type. Always got to talk shit about shit about something. You feel me? You got, you got that homeboy who, or that, that friend that you grew up with or something who will always run his mouth and get y'all into some shit. Because that was his essence. That was his expression, the caddy argumentative. But then you had the other motherfucker, the other side, which is the emotionally unavailable. It's like, yo, this person really just don't give a fuck about shit. Nah. They had to shut down because every emotion that they ever felt, I, I wasn't supposed to feel. I couldn't feel. While the caddy argumentative person, although they're both from polarities of toxic femininity, the caddy argumentative person is allowed to feel the emotions. So I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to say how I got to say it. I'm going to... Pay attention to those tendencies. You feel me? But the emotionally unavailable person, they ain't going to say shit. It's like, yeah, it really ain't worth the conversation. You feel me? Those are the polarities that are created for the men that develop from toxic femininity. You feel me? Toxic femininity is infused within us when our fathers are gone and when they're there. You feel me? (laughs) Because the template is set. The template is set. That's why we got to understand both masculinity and femininity as an essence. You feel me? Not as just like, fuck this cliche description shit that they're talking about. Understand the essence in which we create it under. You feel me? This shit runs deep. Masculinity is the mental, spiritual, and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction. Femininity is the mental, spiritual, and physical embodiment of the essence of synthesis and construction. This is divinely created. Whether you want to accept it, whether you believe whoever your creator is, we're split down this way, naturally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. But when we as men have lost our masculine essence, it's gone. So, and then when the cycle keeps repeating, the cycle keeps repeating that, yo, to be a man is, like to be toxic femininity is mass is being a man. This is why you create the competition with women. You feel me? This is why, like, this is this roots in the misogyny conversation that I had and the misogyny chapter. This is toxic feminine behavior. You feel me? You have to destroy. You have to destroy. And that's that's like look at look at the listen to the music that we have. Look at our, our athletes. Look at all this. Like everything is based off of destruction. Pain, you feel me? Disruption. Because it's all about destruction. It's the negative polarity to synthesis and construction. So that's, I mean, when it comes to like, if you have to, as a father, as a man, period, whether you're talking, whether you're just going to pour into your own kids or you're going to pour into the kids around you, like if you can't just pour into your own kids these days, you never could. You feel me? You got to be the same intent, the same influence that you want to put into your child. You got to same put into their friends. You feel what I'm saying? I had so many motherfuckers who, you know, who would say, I don't want my child hanging around this person because that kid is bad. 
as opposed to saying, you know what, you and my kid are friends. You feel me? Because now I have to, I have to accept this, I have to accept this reality. If y'all two are friends and birds of a feather flock together, either you're like, either my child is like them or they're like my child. You feel me? So we thinking a lot of times it don't even be them that has the influence on your child. Your child might be the ringleader. You feel me? I know I was. (laughs) I know I was. A lot of motherfuckers used to say, I don't see how you hang around those cuz I'm just like them. And they're just like me too, but you only see the negative side of them because I allow you to see my positive side too. Where I actually studied in school, where I actually put in the work to keep good grades up. They had the same potential, they just chose not to. You feel me? Because everybody else only saw one side of them. But I was like, yo, that's what makes us friends. I want to do hood rat shit with my friends. Like, <laughs> that's what it was. You feel me? But in, 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 in where we operated from, you feel me? Like, my mom looked out for them. Their mom looked out for me. You feel me? It was that that connection. You feel what I'm saying? So we was interchangeably and, and learning from each other as a whole. But at the same time, so it's like when you have those when you have those friendships and you see your child's friends, like, don't try to shut them out and say, you know what? I don't want you around it. No. Okay. Let me see who your friends are and see what I could do to help all of y'all, to shift all y'all. Because I can't just isolate you and say, okay, I'm going to pour into you and not those around you. You feel what I'm saying? Because those moments are the very things that can, that can, that can keep, your, keep your child in, in, the, in a different space and keep them in a different space. So it's like when it comes to that, we have to, we have to look at our sons and their friends. You feel me? Stop, stop being on that shit. Like, I don't want you hanging around them because they trouble. What makes them trouble? If, if your child can fit in the same realm as them, what makes them trouble? Either you got to learn to see the good in that child. That's your, you got to learn to see the good in your child's friend. Or you got to stop being oblivious to the bad that's in your child. And be honest with yourself. You feel me? But all in all, that was to say, like, when it comes to this, our father figures, this is what we got to change. This is what we got to work on. This is really what we got to work on. You feel me? Because we all we all go through it. We all experience it. And understanding that we all are operating through toxic femininity is what's gonna help us move into masculinity. Like I said, I've been I've been in shit. I've been toxically feminine. You feel me? I can admit that shit. I'm not gonna say that I I I came to this realization and I'm able to talk about this shit because I've been like this all my life. No, it was an aha moment. Like, damn. This is why I do the shit that I do. This is why I did the shit that I did. You know, and this is why I see a lot of us continue the same thing because this is a cyclic motion. And because it's normal, no, I'm not gonna say it's normal. Because it's common, we think it's normal. You feel me? Like if you go to the doctor right now, the doctor will tell you some bullshit like, yo, that's common for such and such. That don't mean the shit is normal. It's common for us to exhibit toxically feminine behavior and call it manliness. That don't mean the shit is normal. Feel me? So we got to get back to our roots and we got to really uh, look at a lot of the things that we were oblivious to before and look real, real deep into them and peer closer to know, okay, things got to change. You feel me? Things got to change and it got to start with our boys. It got to start with our boys. We got to stop looking at our boys as enemies. We got to stop being afraid of them. You feel me? Go back into, I have a podcast episode about respect. That is 
that's going to be the that's the quintessential piece to make sure that we're not operating through toxic femininity. We don't respect our boys from the beginning, but I don't want to go too heavy in that because I can keep going on forever. This is supposed to be the outro. So um, with that being said, if you haven't already, be sure to check out So Frail, the reality of the black male masculinity and So Frail 2, toxic femininity. What I discussed here isn't So Frail 2, toxic femininity, but it's a lot deeper. Right? It was a lot deeper. Trust me. Um, yeah, these So Frail conversations, like I said, I'm loving how they're coming out. And I'm loving the reception for everybody. I fucks with y'all heavy, man. Like, I rocks with y'all. You know, this is something that, you know, I wanted to put into to the world. And I'm glad that it's being received in the same in the same light that I, I chose to put it in. But, you know, our focus is, you know, we got to make sure our boys are good. Because if our boys are good, our girls will be good. If our girls will be good, then our women will be good. And if our women are, will be good, our, our culture will be good. But it starts with the boys. Like, we can't change any men. They're stuck in their ways. We're stuck in our ways. It is what it is. But we have to see, okay, this is where we fucked up at. Now let me let me let me put this into the younger generation. Now let me start pouring into them and start to change them. Pay attention. Just watch how you look at it. And then when you understand the connection with toxic feminine, you'll see. But with that being said, we'll wrap it up and end it there. Be sure to follow me on um on Instagram at underscore just underscore scene underscore. Follow the Just Seen Podcast at the Just Seen Podcast so you can get all of the new drops and everything. Follow the merchandise, my merchandise page at Just Seen's Merch. If you're trying to transition into the plant-based lifestyle, follow the Hitting It Raw program. Um, I already mentioned the books. Be sure to get Hitting It Raw, Living a Raw Plant-Based Lifestyle for Life. It's an ebook if you're trying to transition into the plant-based lifestyle. And um, I welcome all donations um, and I welcome all support. So to keep the channel running, to keep the podcast running. If you're interested and you want to, click the links in the description of your podcast if you so choose to, no pressure. Um, and with that being said, I will see you on the next episode of So Frail Conversations. Um, live, love, laugh. Um, go pour into a, into a young boy right now. You feel what I'm saying? Teach him something. Teach him something and allow him to be. Listen to. I'm gonna I'm I'm let this be the takeaway. I'm really gonna be done this time. When a young boy expresses his emotions, don't dismiss him. Listen to him. Listen to him and see what he's really feeling. Take your time to see what he's really feeling. So that way we're no longer operating only from aggression, rage, and anger. And we're able to learn to rationalize him. Feel me? So with that being said, I'll see you on the next episode. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.